welcome to Sex in the Cinema, the podcast that strips down the celluloid to the real reason you watched that movie. Welcome back, cinephiles and perverts. I'm Tori. I'm Maggie. (laughs) Introduce yourself before you take a sip of your drink. (laughs) I should have prompted you. Today, we are taking our first step into the genre of horror films, which is a fascinating plethora of extreme sex, kink. We're going to be... All the freaks. Yes, all the freaks. (laughs) Seriously, all the freaks. So as we go through the films we're exploring today, we're also going to talk about the associated paraphilia that each of these films present. So Maggie, take a guess at what paraphilia is. Paraphilia. If you don't know. I don't know. Paraphilia is like the doctor term for a kink. Anything sort of, you know, fringe. That can be paraphilia. Paraphilia. You know, anything on the sexual fringe of a very, very fringy country western jacket. Cool. The world of kink is infinite and, uh, well, sex and horror, we all know, like, are joint. Mm -hmm. Truly. Yeah. You know, like, the genre is so infused with sexuality and exploitation and sexploitation and everything and one of the reasons you know that there is sex and horror and also one of the reasons it's often paraphilic is because it adds to the shock value of it you know like it adds you know horror is all about shock whether it's a jump scare or something that like Mm -hmm. so disgusting it makes you want to throw up or it's like a sex act where it makes you extremely extremely horny not just maybe like titillated yeah but like intrigued and disgusted but then you're scared at the same time but like some of the things that we're Mm -hmm. gonna cover in this episode actually did make me kind of horny Oh, every I do I regret saying that maybe okay anyway (laughs) hey hey let's get uh started okay so the first film we are covering is the 1985 classic directed by Stuart Gordon the infamous reanimator Maggie can you give us a summary please okay so after an odd new medical student arrives on campus a dedicated local and his girlfriend become involved in bizarre experiments centering around the reanimation of dead motherfucking tissue Mm. boom I love this movie. Yeah, I loved this. I actually, so I had never seen this movie before. I'd heard all about it. I know it's like super fucking infamous and I've always wanted to see it and I just never did. Yeah. So actually this movie is based off of an H.P. Lovecraft story. It's kind of a Frankenstein-y type Deal. Kind of reminds me of like Pet Cemetery meets Frankenstein. I just love movies from the 80s. Yeah. But I was going to ask you if you noticed this because I did. And I was like, this was definitely intentional by whoever did set design or like whatever. But like, you know, in the beginning, like. Oh, yeah, the talking the heads. Start. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, we'll get cool. to that. We'll get to that. Okay. I know. I wrote that down. Yeah. And I was like, man, this movie is deep. Yeah. <laughs> Looking for those Easter eggs. And yeah. we found one. <laughs> so in terms of paraphilia, I would argue that this movie, obviously necrophilia, but also med fet, which is medical fetish. Yeah. I mean, I guess it is necrophilia because they're dead, but they come back to Yeah. It's, they're dead bodies. They're corpses. Yeah. But also medical fetish. Oh, absolutely. Like, 100%. We open when, okay, so, like, the doctor dies, Herbert, I mean, fuck, yeah, Herbert, Herb, Herb, uh, goes back to the United, he was, like, in Germany or something, he goes back to United States, he starts at, like, this new medical school where he meets... Dan boyfriend the, the the his name is Dan the the well the medical student, student. character student. he's like the boyfriend mm-hmm. of Barbara uh, who is the daughter the daughter of the like wig. the the big wig and then there is a guy who I was calling Doctor Creep in my notes who is Doctor Hill who is he's the uh, the big the Grant 
like the grant doctor like he gets them all the grants and stuff one of the things that immediately stuck out to me and and this isn't a sex scene but sort of like the exploitation factor of medical fetish so in like one of the first scenes when they're trying to like Mm -hmm. the thing that jump starts your heart yeah they're doing it and we don't even see this woman's face she's just like an old woman on a table boobs all the way out oh yeah immediately out yeah it's it's kind of like this weird it's exploitive and exhibitionist and okay so anyway we'll talk about our first sex scene which is nothing compared to the crown jewel which we're gonna get to at the end of this movie so there's like that first sex scene and it's barbara and her and dan her boyfriend they're like having like normie sex Mm -hmm. we see the talking heads yes poster above his head and we see boobs and uh i also like thought it was interesting so like in a lot of her like play dynamic with him she's like no 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 like she's constantly saying no yeah that's a theme like she does that throughout the entire movie Mm -hmm. kind of and then at some point she's like yes dana (laughs) you know because he's her boyfriend but or or when he i think that's when he tries to well it's both times when he's trying to interrupt her from studying Uh uh-huh and then they like have sex and then i thought it was interesting when she's leaving he puts like a ghost cost like yeah. a, a sheet and pretends to be a ghost like a boogeyman like a uh-huh. monster you know it's already like kind of got this weird meta yeah. monster you know type deal so herbert is like a, has like this magical reanimation juice like it looks yeah. like what you want um, to also stick. i was just gonna say uh-huh. before we get into this is that she's like basically the only like main female character she's the only one i think and like obviously she's like trying to prevent this whole fucking thing from happening from the beginning mm-hmm. she sees into all of it yeah and everyone just ignores her yeah totally so herbert g- kills her cat i think he killed he it he, okay so like basically Herbert's story she can't find her cat dan goes and sn- snoops around herbert's room because herbert's living with dan now they're roommates and he finds the fucking cat in his mini fridge like next to his gatorades and baloney <laughs> herbert's like i found the cat it was already dead and like no that's his story though that you know but, fuck yeah obviously. that's no way in hell man dude i would have kicked that guy out of my house oh, immediately, immediately. Immediately, he demonstrates his reanimator juice again, like the glow stick juice. He like injects it into the brain of the cat and shows Dan how it reanimates the cat. But how scary was it when this that fucking sound of the cats meowing, like screaming? Yeah, and its like head had been all opened up. It looks like he had like taken its brain out because its head looked like extra (laughs) small, and I couldn't find its ears. That's like sort of the first big moment that this all gets kicked into motion they're going into morgues and like taking bodies and eventually they are nerding out on this they are also the the morgue security guard is the best character in the whole movie he's so funny he's so (laughs) great he's just like chilling there with like his sandwich and his nudie magazine just having a good old time oh yeah man he's (laughs) he's having a great time eventually barbara's dad gets killed in an accident in the morgue because like a re- rando Frankenstein that they reanimated. Yeah, because the reanimation makes them like Out very crazy. angry. Well, it's like Frankenstein. Like, they can't, yeah. you know. Okay, Herb is like, okay, well, we've got a fresh body. We gotta reanimate him now. And Dan's like, ugh, okay, because like that now he's starting to get like hungry for like the Even science. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They reanimate the dad, but he's like sad. They end up putting him in a padded cell. They do a lobotomy on his ass. Yeah. Well, yeah, and then that that's part of it. So as we go forward down this crazy spiral, so the lobotomy, because they lobotomized him, he follows orders, I guess. Yeah, like, there's a weird correlation where he's it's like, like an Igor. We give them a lo- if like experimenting with lobotomy and then gives them more like be able, being able to control them better, I think. Yeah. Barbara finds out that her dad's, like, all fucked up. Dr. Creep, a.k.a. Dr. Hill, which Dr. Hill is a character in Rosemary's Baby. Oh. I don't know if that's a correlation intended by the writer, but oh. there you go. Dr. Hill finds out about the reanimation juice and that juiced on it. Herb, yeah, that Herb has He's so been using, and he gets all juiced on it. He goes, I will become famous. Right, <laughs> exactly. 
So Herbert... He's like, this motherfucker is going to take all my glory. So he kills Dr. And Hill. And he's like... And then Dr. Hill's getting all juiced on his ego and, like, fame shit trip. And so then little Herb comes in, and he gets a motherfucking shovel, and he right. hits him in the head. Like right. And, and then, then he kills him. Kills him, so he can put him, bring him back to life, but he cuts his head off. Hence the talking heads, guys. Yes, And the exactly. talking heads. Hence the genius. Yeah, and then he injects it into the head, mm-hmm. and he puts it on the stake. Oh, yeah. And then he experiments with just putting it in the body. And that was a bad idea, because somehow Dr. Hill has retained, like, some sort of self-control and... Pre- and uh, Like, it's like, he's, like, super... Because he's so smart. So smart. Because he gets so like many that grants. Was, like, the vibe, right? He gets so many grants that he can withstand. Like, that's what I was like, oh, he's just so smart that this he doesn't <laughs> turn into, like, an ape. Right. So the head is, like, in a medical tray, <laughs> and so Dr. Hill's head is still able... His dismember head is still able to tell his body what to do so like after barbara's dad had died dr hill this is before he was uh reanimated comes on to her he like he's he hits on her so like we know he's oh, got he's been a, on a yeah a, a, a sexual interest in yeah. barbara how does barbara get in there she's figuring shit out and right she snoops yeah and she's just like now she's just like looking for her boyfriend to make sure that like to obviously ask questions and figure out like what the fuck is going on in this motherfucking place Mm -hmm. that's when dr hill finds her and he knocks her out knocks her out yes so let's get into this okay this is this is the sex scene guys this is super medical fetishy okay so rapey is dude it's so rapey so he strips the lobotomized barbara's lobotomized dad uh he's under control of dr reanimated dr hill he strips down his daughter's clothes and lays her down on, like, a medical, like, a morgue Just metal a table, table thing. Decapitated Dr. Hill puts, like, a mannequin head on or something to make it look like he has a head still. That's how he <laughs> tricks the security guard yeah. into letting him into the morgue so smart, with yeah. Barbara's body, which is all covered up. Yeah. She is strapped down to the table. Her dad had undressed her. She's all hands, wrists tied. It's very, very medical fetishy. Barbara, eventually, she starts to wake up, and she sees Dr. Hill's head next to her on a table next to this, like, morgue gurney that she's been tied down to, and she's all like, ah! She's Barbara's never going to be the same. Dude, well, we'll find out. Let's wait. (laughs) Dr. Hill's body starts, like, fondling her boobs. Like, he's going to hardcore second base, fondling her naked boobs. And then Dr. Hill picks up his disembodied head, head. and he gets, like, right up in Barbara's face. And he's like, I have always desired you. And she's like, ah! And he's, like, trying to, like, give her a big old French kiss because his tongue is hanging out like Gene Simmons. She's like, no, no! And then he, like, shoves his tongue in her ear. Like, this disembodied, this guy is holding his disembodied head up to this woman's face. And he, like, shoves his tongue in her ear. And then he, like, moves the head down the body. And he, like, licks and sucks on her nip. Mm -hmm. And then he's, like, moving his head further down her stomach. And, like, before we get there... I gotta say, I do appreciate this disembodied head's uh, use of foreplay. I mean, yeah. That's cool. Kind of cool. I don't. I, I thought it was fucking terrifying. Well, yeah, but like at least he, but at least like he's in a foreplay. Like someone that she was into, like. Yeah, let's detach the head for sure. Yeah. That would be cool. The whole, so that if that wasn't infamous enough already, so her legs are tied down and they're kind of separated. Dr. Hill holds his head between her legs and he's like, you will love me. And he nears the head towards her vagina like he's going to give her some Colonel Lingus. Remote control head. Right. And then fucking Herb opens the door and he's like, Dr. Hill. And it's all over. It's okay. I felt ripped off. You wanted to see more. I was so fucking glad that I didn't have to watch that because it was so cringy to me. I loved it. I, I thought it was awesome. I was like, 
Have you? I, I don't know. I was kind of triggering because, like, oh well, yeah, man. I mean, all of but these, I was just like, all of ooh, horror. If, you've, if you've ever had anyone kiss you or touch you that you didn't want to touch you, it's fucked up. Oh my god, one hundred percent, absolutely. But for horror film, for it was like, great. Shock I mean, it did its for, purpose for sure. It is. It was like this movie is legendary for a yeah, reason. Yeah. We'll talk about the end of the movie. So Barbara ends up dying. We go back. It's like it goes to it's like circular. It goes back to she died a long time. them trying to revive a woman with her tits out, of course, with a defibrillator. And it doesn't work. And then Dan, he has Herb's reanimator glow juice. And it ends with Dan injecting yeah. The reanimator glow juice into Barbara. There's a weird theme. Setting us up for a on. sequel. So, some factoids okay. about this. Factoid away. There were actually several different cuts of this movie. It got submitted to the MPAA three times, and it had to be cut three different times in order, otherwise, it was going to get an NC 17 rating. So, the cut that we watched, I'm not sure it was the uncut director's cut. And apparently, I did some research, so apparently the main difference between the director's cut and then the, the version that you can see, like the version that we might have seen, is there's a lot more gore. And I am a bit of a purist, so I would have preferred to have seen the director's cut with all of the gore and everything, because I want to, you know, see the film as the way the director intended it. Oh, but I can't, I, I have a feeling I didn't watch the director's cut, though. Because I didn't see, I mean, it was gory, but, like, wasn't it that insane? I don't know. As long as I got the cunnilingus scene, that's, like, really all I cared about. That's why I was here. So some other factoids. During that sex scene, uh, it is the director's hands feeling Barbara up. Oh. Yeah. And the wife of the actor who played Dr. Hill, apparently after she saw this film, she slapped him. And said, how dare you? And then she divorced him. Oh, yeah. Dude! That's cool. Holy shit. Don't marry an actor if you can't handle it. I'm sorry. He didn't even go down on her. Oh, the Barbara? Yes. (laughs) I I didn't want it. Per shock factor, it's it's I would have just, you know, maybe just like let it let him let him land home and then stop it. Like let him land home and do his business for like ten seconds and then have Herbert step in as a boner killer. Yeah. 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 I don't know. What are any other general thoughts about the film? No. Really. I mean, I liked it. I thought it was cool. That scene was really hard to watch. Yeah. Cinema as a is a dirty business and it's been mm-hmm. so filled with exploitation, but like with horror, I again, if all the actors are cool with doing it, I have a lot more leniency because it's like the shock is part of the art form. Yeah. You know? Yeah, totally. So I I I like this film a lot. I also I loved it. it. Like, I thought it was bit. great the 80s like no cgi thing like i always think that's really cool when you're doing like all the special effects and makeup like the artistry and that and like the effects of that are really fucking badass yeah speaking of effects and Mm -hmm. no cgi and badass Mm -hmm. let's talk about the evil dead okay let's do it okay so this is the original cabin in the woods movie If you haven't seen Evil Dead, this is one of the most influential horror movies of all time. It was Sam Raimi's feature debut. And if you're not familiar with Sam Raimi, you have probably seen the original and, in my opinion, best Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire. And this movie was made on a $350,000 budget. That sounds like a lot of money. I mean, that's more money than I've ever had at one time. (laughs) But it is what is known as a shoestring budget in the industry. And compared with a box office win of over $2 million. Yeah. So... That's, it's pretty nuts. And one of the things that's really cool about this movie is Sam Raimi, like, developed new, like, sort of hacks and tricks oh, yeah. for uh, so camera cool. work uh-huh. and stuff like camera that. Camera work was awesome. Yeah, lots of, you know, practical applications, which filmmaker, which had really, like, sort of turned guerrilla filmmaking into, like, it took it to a new level. Yeah, you and, can tell that it's, like, inspired a lot of... Oh, Yeah. One hundred percent. And this movie, it actually like after it premiered, successful premiere, it went to Cannes Film yeah. Festival. I will say 
that I think because they had, you know, their budget was so small. Like, if you had all the funds, like, this movie wouldn't have been what it is. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it gives that, like, creative integrity and, like, hunger. Yeah. And to, like, think outside of the box and, like, what are we going to fucking do? Yeah. You know? Totally. And I love that shit. That's where I think magic happens. Totally. And one of my... And I remember I first saw this movie when I was in high school, and... One of the things that dazzled me so much when I saw it is I love how he does so little to create a monster that has such a massive presence. Mm -hmm. And I love how he uses such little things to create a disorienting feeling. So Maggie, may we have a plot summary, please? Absolutely. The story focuses on five college students vacationing in an isolated cabin in a remote wooded area. After they find an audio tape that, when played, releases a legion of demons and spirits, four members of the group suffer from demonic possession, forcing the fifth member to survive an onslaught of increasingly gory mayhem. (laughs) Mayhem? (laughs) Lachayim! This was also the horror legend Bruce Campbell's first film, and he's become sort of like a B-movie king, a huge pop cultural legend, everything. When the party arrives at the worst Airbnb ever, mm-hmm. so they settle in for the weekend, so it is um, two couples and the sister of one of the guys in the couple, a.k.a. Bruce Campbell, Literally Ash. the most annoying couple. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They go into the basement of this house and they find this really... That's what you do. Yeah. (laughs) Morons. First of all, like, this is not your property. I don't think you're supposed to be doing this. This Airbnb owner probably doesn't want you to go down there. Oh. So they go downstairs and it's, like, really creepy and they find this Book of the Dead, which is, like, this creepy-ass book with all these, like esoteric designs and devilly things Not inside I of it. Too. They're like, hey, look at this wacky thing we found downstairs. And it looks like it's made of human skin. It's got like a weird face so on it. Cool. And they find a recording of this guy who was like an anthropologist or something studying the Book of the Dead. And they put on this recording where this guy recites the incantation for the Book of the Dead Real dumb fucking thing to do. Everything goes chaos from that point forward, following the first big disruption, which is about to happen. So, of course, this demon preys on the sad single sister. That single sister. The single sister. She's the only one without a significant other. She's the only one without a significant other. So, any, like, you know, so so she's the first victim. So, one of the things that's so great about this movie is how he portrays the entity, you know, this evil entity, which is um, one of the paraphilias. This is not really paraphilic, I think it's pretty standard, but it is a kink, is voyeurism. Mm -hmm. You know, this, this, the monster is looking through their windows and you just Mm -hmm. hear distorted, heavy breathing. One of the couples, like, she takes her shirt off and you hear the monster go, whoa kind of like our intro music earlier than that like the sister goes under kind of a fit and she draws a picture of what looks like the book of the dead that they end up finding she's in her room and she decides she makes a she's in her pjs she makes the very wise decision to leave the house and go look outside in the dark in the dark alone for whatever is out there in her little silky pjs and slippers yes like of course amanda yes cheryl sad single sister runs out into the woods and this is where we get into paraphilia yeah maggie do you know what dendrophilia is earth fucking it is sexual attraction to trees okay and one of the things that's yeah it's cool like huggers uh, yeah that's you spoiled my joke that i was gonna use thanks a lot (laughs) thanks a lot um we're both funny (laughs) but (laughs) 
So she's running and like trees are like falling down. It's like the trees are alive. It's done so well. And it also reminded me of some of the old classic 1930s horror movies like Wolfman with Lon Chaney Jr. where it's like the moon is gigantic in the sky and there's all this fog and you even hear the wolf howl that in the distance. It felt very grounded and sort of that old fashioned horror movie magic in that sense. Yes. Cheryl falls down because a tree grabs her. Yeah, a tree is coming up. This woman gets raped by a tree. Okay, also, the version that I watched was PG-13. I couldn't find the NC-17 one. What did you... On Amazon. Did it show you the tree rape scene? I mean, but I'm imagining that the NC-17 one was more... Well, we'll we'll compare notes. Okay. What happens is, basically, Cheryl gets, like, thrown on her back, gets completely held down by the trees, and it the trees kind of, like, is, like, stripping her down. And I thought it was funny. I don't know if this was in your PG-13 version, but as the trees, like... Like stripping her down it pulls open her shirt and like one boob is visible and she places her hand on her boob to like clutch it as if so the tree can't see and it's like if i was in that situation you think that's why she did it yes why else would she be trying to cover her boob she, she turned be. on no like i don't know i I'm a weirdo, but sometimes I'll just, like, grab my boobs when I'm, like, scared. She, no way. I'm serious. I don't know. I think it was more like, don't look at me there. But it was like, I'm scared. I think it was more of a, like, like a demure, kinky type thing. You know? I didn't think of it that way. I don't know, but, like, eventually the tree forces (laughs) her hand off her boob. So her boob is, and it also, like, clutches around it. Like, the vine kind of, like, cups her boob a little Mm -hmm. bit, reminding me of the dream of the fisherman's wife. That Japanese woodcut painting with the um, tentacle porn. Yeah. The tree eventually, yeah, like, makes sure her boob is visible. It clutches her boob a little bit with its vine. A little tenderly, I would honestly say a little bit. And then the tree pulls her legs apart. And then this, like, big vine just, like, shoots into her vagina. Ow. And then she's, like, obviously, like, making noises. For a second, it kind of seems like she was digging it. I don't want to be like, but she said she liked it. Like, I'm, I, that's not what I mean yeah, here yeah. by any yeah. means. But it kind of, I don't know, like, was that part of the shock factor? Because she's yeah. like, uh, ah, ah, uh, a little bit. Yeah, she was a little bit. Like Do you that. think she was, like, into it for a second with the tree? I feel like that maybe that was the, like, what was a little glimpse of the vibe that they were giving. Good for her. Yeah, I mean, but that just seems like it would hurt really bad. Yeah, I don't think she liked it. I think it was a to- terrible. Like, you would get splinters in your. Oh my body. god! I know, I know. No, it would be. I mean, that's the first thing. I thought of. <laughs> like, ugh, that would be a nasty visit to the OB. Woo! But Which so, just to quickly summarize the rest of the film. People slowly get possessed. Every single. But it's one all of them. the girlfriends first. It's all the girlfriends first, and then the and then his and then Scotty, his little guy friend, gets possessed at the end. I thought he was off the hook somehow. Mm-hmm. And Ash is the final boy. Yeah. So they all they all end up dying, and it's really great. Like I don't know if he used claymation it's or so something. It's so cool. Makeup. It's that all is like the best part. Of the brilliantly film. done. But we yeah. could spend like an entire episode on that, and I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, but if great you podcasts. if you're into stop frame animation and like Evil that, Dead, original like, 1981. It's it's a yeah. fantastic movie. Definitely watch it. So some tidbits about this. So two. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Sam Raimi regrets doing this scene. People thought it was misogynist, and people took a lot of offense to it. It is super misogynist. But also, like, I'm kind of like... But it's a horror film. It's a horror film. That's what I'm saying. I feel like with horror films, it's just like... Especially in that era. It's it's scary. You're supposed to be scared. What's terrifying is that a tree can fuck you. It's fucking terrifying. What's even more terrifying than that? If the tree is possessed by the devil, it could rape you. That's fucking scary. And, like, that's what can happen when demons possess trees. Yeah. And that's terrifying. And that's horror. Holy shit. And, like, I... I don't think the, and I remember I was on, like, Reddit message boards watching people, like, argue about this, like, on both sides, and someone was like, try watching it when you were seven. I'll never forget that. Why were you watching this movie when you were seven? Yeah. Even without the tree rape scene. Yeah. For fuck's sake, you did that to yourself, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> try watching Good it God. Real life news tidbit. So, dendrophilia hit the news in June of this year 
because there was a man in Queen Elizabeth's gardens in the UK who started to like hump, hump a tree wow. and he got arrested for indecent exposure. Wow. But I, he was like really trying to get with Queenie, right? I don't I don't know. That's like my whole thing. I was almost like did he have to wait until she died before he felt like he could fulfill his intense desire to fuck like, a tree. He just fucking took some mushrooms and he was like, oh my god, I love Queen E. I need to go where her spirit is and just go fuck this motherfucking tree. Yeah, I don't know. That's wild. And also, like, here's the thing, I want to be sensitive to paraphilia. As long as you're not hurting anyone, I don't want to condemn. Yeah. So, anywho, let's move on to Bram Stoker's Dracula. So that is the 1992 version directed by Francis Ford Coppola, starring Gary Oldman, Winona Ryder, Keanu Reeves, Anthony Hopkins. The guy from Princess Bride. Yeah, Carrie Elwes, uh, Richard E. Grant, who's one of my favorite actors. Tom Waits, too? Tom Waits plays Renfield. Tom fucking Waits plays Renfield. He's like, yes, master. I mean, he's so good at playing that character. Oh, he was great. He was great. Yeah. All-star cast. Unbelievable. In this particular film, so there are a couple paraphilias that are relevant. One is bestiality. And then can you guess what hemotelogenia is? I feel like I've heard this term before. Is this something to do with blood? Mm-hmm. Fucking them with blood? Blood play. Blood play. Okay. Blood play. Yeah. That's the that's the, that's the common colloquialism for yeah. it. You all know the story of Dracula, hopefully. I would just say one of the things that's slightly different about this version than other versions of Dracula that we've seen is this version ships Mina and Dracula as a couple. And I am down with that, man. Oh, yeah. I'm, like, I'm all into that. Yes, romance factor. It's yes, yes. It's the whole reason yes. you love it. Well, and it shows, it, it's a more empathetic portrayal of Dracula that shows him as, like... Why sort of, he became a monster. Why he became a monster, and also, like, he's, uh, you know, a Byronic hero mm-hmm. in, in a lot of ways. You know, he's kind of, he's hot. And, I mean, before we get into it, we're just going to have to say, like, I don't like men with long hair. You know this. But every single person, including myself, that I've ever spoken to that is interested in men thinks Gary Oldman is hot as fuck in this movie. Yeah, he's a Dracula. He's great. It's his energy. Yeah. He got big D energy, you know what I'm saying? He's got big D energy. And like Dracula energy. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just dive right in. I isolated three key sex scenes in this movie. The first one being when Jonathan Harker, played by Keanu Reeves, has an orgy orgy with Dracula's wives. So basically... All look like Angelina Jolie. Well, I I think one of them is Monica Bellucci. Oh, that's the one who looks like Angelina Jolie. Yeah. But anyway, so Jonathan Harker arrives at Dracula's castle in Romania, has ignored every single glaring red flag that this situation is not normal at some point it's like after dracula has dinner and like almost licks blood off of jonathan harker's hand not to mention does he welcome him with the greeting listen to them children of the night what music they make is that good? Yes, so thank good. you so much. I had to do my Dracula impression for this. Jonathan Harker decides it's wise to go wander around this guy's dusty ass, like weird ass, cobwebby castle. I don't know. I I would have fun doing that. Well, I'd he into wanders into this bedroom with a very suspicious, foggy, gigantic bed. So Winona Ryder plays Mina, his fiance, who is coincidentally actually Dracula's love interest. And he decides it's a good idea. Like, he hears Winona Ryder's voice. She's like, Jonathan, Jonathan come to me. Or something like that. The British accents in this movie, man, I... are so bad. Like, Keanu Reeves, man, I love Keanu Reeves so much, but... It, it, you know, his whole character is just like, I'll court you, Winona. Yeah, his character I'll court sucks. You. Or it's like, I see that man. He has grown young. 
his character is like, I know where the Boston the sleeps. Pedusi. He goes, he goes <laughs> in and out of like a British accent. Yeah, it's, it's just, it's just yeah. like. <laughs> Um, but he lays down on this bed and all of a sudden like four so three hot no I think two hot bitches immediately like pop up so Monica Bellucci pops up between his legs and and her boob is out and like he's all just like oh like he's obviously he's getting hella turned on then another lady Mm -hmm. comes up out of the bed they all rise up out of the bed itself next to him and they like start making out and they're all like touching him and whatever Mm -hmm. and I don't know if one of them is licking his nipple or is it one of the girls licking the other girl's nipples whose nipple was that turning me on do you know whose nipple it was was? uh keanu's nipple it was keanu's nipple okay and then when you look above like of course the bed has a mirror on top of it because dracula's in it some kinky shit i guess you see that he there's no reflection so those are obviously vampires and then so they're all like messing around um there's definitely some blood play and then Mm -hmm. This Medusa lady pops up out of nowhere, and they're like taking down his pants, yeah, and then it cuts to Keanu Reeves' face, and you're like, "Oh, oh!" Did she bite his dick? I was getting Braveheart flashbacks. Like, I mean, was I she scoring? Was... Like, what were they doing to it? I think they are. They're about to bite his dick off because they're because they're about. That's the cool thing about vampires. It's like if you're gonna want to go out by some sort of horror fucking character, vampire all the way. They're going to make you come, they're going to seduce you, and then they're going to kill you. It's, like, the best way to die. So, yeah. I like, I think that, like, they were, she was about to, like, bite his dick off or, like, suck the blood from his dick. And then Dracula comes in and he's like, save him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a total buzzkill. And then he's like, he's mine. Do not touch him. And then they're like, eh, and then he gives them a baby to eat. So, I don't know. Either way, he was enjoying... I like just breeze through the baby. Well, it's not the focus of this scene. <laughs> and now we're going to go to one of my favorite well, characters. We, well, we have... The true feminist. What, Lucy? Lucy, dude. Lucy is... She's... Okay, so... Mina and Lucy, so there's Mina, who is Jonathan Harker's fiance, and as it turns out in this version, the reincarnation of... Dracula's wife who he lost tragically at the very there's like a prologue at the very beginning of the movie so with these two women we have a classic Madonna whore representation Mina is the Madonna she's very demure virginal very very good girl she is kind of more from a working class background she has brown hair Lucy, like all sluts, is redheaded just like me (laughs) Lucy is not the Madonna. She is coquettish. She is flirtatious. She, she loves attention. She's wealthier mm-hmm. so than Mina. And her, her clothes, like, she wears, like, a lot of off-the-shoulder type things. And she, she shamelessly flirts with all of those different As suitors. she should. She's stunning. Like, I she's love her like, character. Gets what she wants. She's passionate. She has lots of options. And she's not afraid to embrace her, I would say... Her, like, Lilith energy. Yeah, Her, totally. Like, dark feminine. She's no, like, Lucy the, does not get cool. treated fairly by this story at yeah. all. Anyway, okay, so this brings us to sex scene, too. Oh, which I think is actually... Uh, I love this one. I, I do, too. love this one. Sex scene, too, happens. So this is the point in the story where Dracula... So Jonathan's, like, stuck in the castle in the basement, having orgies with the wives and getting his blood sucked. He's stuck in the... He's having a good, good old time. Yeah. Dracula is on his way to London. He's on the boat and to get his soulmate. And there's like this crazy storm happens because Dracula can control the weather. Mina and and Lucy are out in the garden and they're kind of like in nightgowns and there's kind Almost. of they're dancing in the rain. It's kind of like a wet Gorgeous. t-shirty. The colors too. Like yeah, it's beautiful, but it's room. kind of like wet t-shirty. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And for some reason, they kiss, I guess. Like, Dracula just turns everyone on so much. Like, everyone becomes a little bit of a libertine once his mm-hmm. essence yeah. is, like, pheromones around the city of London. Then, a little bit later, 
So it's still like storming out. Dracula has officially arrived in London, but he's in a beast form. He's a werewolf. He's in a werewolf beast form, like sort of like human looking beast. And he is hungry and he is horny. And he sees Lucy and he wants something to eat. And he sees Lucy. So Lucy, well, Lucy, like, it's basically sort of called out by, like, his his energy or something. So the door, she gets up out of bed, walks out into the garden, and she's in, like, this red negligee. That's so gorgeous. Just in, in case so her hair wasn't enough, uh, they put her in red, you know, to, yeah. like, mark her. And that she was the, the let's just call her the coquettish woman. That she's coquettish as opposed to virginal Nina. So she's, like, walking out into the garden, and then Winona Ryder sees that, like, she goes to Lucy's room and sees that Lucy isn't in bed, and then she sees Lucy walking out to the garden in her red negligee, and Winona Ryder follows her out, and she's kind of like, Lucy! Lucy! Like, another, like, more of Winona Ryder's terrible British accent in this, and I don't understand why, because she's a spectacular actress. The dialect coach on that film needed to be fired. So she's walking through the garden, and then she sees Lucy on top of a giant gravestone thing being fucking pounded by this He was going down on her, He was going, dude, I'm sorry. This was hot as Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Sex with that He looked like he really knew what he was doing. Like, oh and I don't care yeah. if he's beast, man. I do I not care. care. I've dated uglier. <laughs> I'm going to have to. Um, I do not. Dude, the sex looked it was hot. so hot. And Lucy very much was, at Into that it. moment, enjoying herself. Dude, Lucy and Dracula are sexual soulmates, for sure. The sex looks... So hot. hot. Also, I thought it was funny when he like sees. Oh yeah, he's such a dick. Oh, do not see. Let me be a piece of shit. Well, yeah, and unfortunately for poor Lucy, (laughs) this is the scene where Dracula realizes that he likes the other girl better, and then he leaves. He leaves, dude. He leaves her high and dry, and then she's like on the gravestone. Oh yeah, because like Nina wants to have all the hot bitches to fuck as side chicks. Yeah, no, yeah. Lucy gets consigned to the side. Wifey. She gets consigned to the side yeah. chick. Would you rather be Dracula's side chick or main? Oh, I want to be his main. Okay. I want to be his main. Yeah. I, I I never want to be a side chick. I yeah. want to be the main. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be the main wife. I want to be Dracula's wife. <laughs> I want to marry Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> I am Mina. <laughs> Summarizing, like, what's happening in between this scene and then the final sex scene, which we're going to cover. Dracula meets Nina in London, and he's all, like, hot and young. He's not animal anymore, and he's all, like, hot and young, and he's, like, got sunglasses and his, like, fucking steampunky top hat. And again, in real life, this look would make me want to throw up in that person's face. But in this movie, I am, like... Hottie. So, he's so sexy. Yeah. And he's, like... Please allow me to introduce myself. I am Prince. I am Prince Vlad at your service. And she's like all like cagey with him at first. And then he's like, I'm a prince. And she's like, mm-hmm. She's like, well, maybe. Then they like start hanging out and they kind of like go on a date. And Jonathan is immediately out of the picture. Oh, yeah. Dude, like she is, Jonathan is like off. Dude, Dracula knows what he's motherfucking doing. He sure he's as had fuck some does. Years of experience. He sure as fuck has, and yeah, dude, it's just funny. Like she's immediately like, eh, whatever. I have a fiance. No, but he he hypnotizes her. Yeah, he does. Dracula. But like, she, they also talk about like if we're gonna get like woo woo, like the soulmate thing between those Nina and. Dracula is like a core theme of this entire movie. Oh, exactly. It's like you can't. It's their love story. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. He's like turns her tears into diamonds. He's giving her absence. She's petting wolves. Very she's, sensual. She's glowing up. She is glowing up, dude. She she's is glowing up. Glowing to her higher goddess. And I think he's like that buying her expensive power. dresses and whatever. Yeah. It's he's given her the doses that she needed to become the woman she's supposed to become. Yeah. She's like kind of cheating on Jonathan a little bit. Like, girl, you are walking a fine line. She's falling in love. Yeah, she is. She's having a big old emotional affair. 
then Jonathan escapes from the castle and he like finds some nuns and the nuns are like, hey, Mina, like you have to come here and like get married. And Lucy's like, Mina, go to him. Then Lucy dies. They order Dr. Von Helsing, played by Anthony Hopkins. He's like a creep, kind of, in this movie. Yeah. So they, yeah, Dr. Van Helsing comes in and he's like, this is a vampire. It's Dracula. It's this guy. We got to kill him. So the three of them are all, so Jonathan, Van Helsing, they're in London again, I guess. And they decide to go to the mental institution where Richard E. Grant's character works and where Renfield is kept. Mm -hmm. So they're like, okay, well, Mina, you get some sleep. You'll be safer in my bedroom at the mental institution. So, like, okay, she's just going to take a light nap, you know, amidst all this, like, Victorian mental institution where people are wearing cages on their heads and they're all like, ah! And everyone's, like, fucking, like, the doctor himself is, like, coked out on morphine. It's just, this does not sound like a relaxing place. So, while she's... In there, we see Dracula, that he's in his green fog mode. So he comes underneath, so this is the third sex scene. So He comes underneath the door, and then his fog, he, like, must, like, get up under her sheets or something. Because she feels the fog coming up her body while she's in bed. And she's like, my love, you found me. She's wearing the most, like, beautiful... Yeah, she's wearing, like, a sexy, very, very sheer, like, nightgown type mm-hmm. thing. And then we... So, like, we see the fog, like, come over underneath the covers, and then the camera cuts away, and then there's Dracula! He's, like, above her. They're, like, snuggling in bed, basically. Yeah. They he, they make out, finally. They kiss. Thank you so much, Coppola, for giving us that little nugget. Yeah. I really appreciate it. And then she's like, I feared I would never feel your touch again. Who... Was the dialect coach on this? Come <laughs> on! Now that she's felt his touch again, yeah, because they're he's like, also feeding on her. Well, not yet, but so like when he's like kissing down her body, dude, she was like soaking wet for him already. I'm pretty sure because she was like trying to what push his be? head down. She's like, oh, <laughs> like get down to business. Go like. there already, right? And he doesn't. Another disappointing. Just like Reanimator, man, I felt shortchanged uh, a little bit. Yeah. And, well, not just like Reanimator, but, it's you know. <laughs> so then, like, they get into, like, this whole thing where he's, like, telling her, I am immortal. She's like, no, I want to be with you. I want to be with you all. But before that, she's like, you imagine Lucy. And she's, like, beating up on him. Oh, I love that. And her scene. gown is completely sheer. Oh, it's hot. Yeah. Dracula is getting an eyeful. I really yeah. wish we could have, like, they could have finished. Well, that's my favorite scene in the whole movie is their love scene. Yeah, it's great. Because it's, like, you you know that, like, I if you can just imagine, like, the attraction of, like, being away from, like, your soulmate who got... But they don't get to finish. Like, killed herself. Like, I know, but, like, just, like, just feeling that passion of, like... I just oh, wanted to see them... just... This is... It made me cry watching a lot of scenes. I wanted oh to see God. them actually bang. Like, they're reunited, and they're having their moment, and it's just so intense. I wanted to see them actually yeah, bang. No, I would, but I, I guess would. they kind of do... And Okay, so talk about blood play. I guess they have, like, blood play orgasms together. Mm-hmm. Because after she's like, you murdered Lucy, and he's like, oh, no. And she's like, I love you. God, forgive me. I do. And he's like, okay, like, you want to walk in this life with me? And she's like, yes. So he decides to make her his vampire queen, and he, like, opens up his... He, like, with his sharp-ass nail, I guess, like, cuts a hole in his chest. And then she's, like, starts drinking from him. And she is sucking all over his chest. Like, dude, it's hot. hot. And his face, he's, like, (gasps) and then he, like, he's, like, no. And then he, like, can't perform for a second. And he's, like, I love you too much to condemn you. And she's, like, take me away from all this death. And then he, like, gets it back up, I guess. And he starts, like, she's, like, sucking on him, like, hungry. And he's kind of seems like he's having an orgasm from that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So anyway, 
again, someone interrupts the fucking situation because, like, Jonathan and his cronies, they come in and Dracula, like, disappears and, like, Mina, I don't think Mina ever finished. Yeah, Mina just looks crazy. Yeah. But I love that scene. I think he's, I'm most attracted to him, actually, when he played Sid Vicious in Sid and Nancy. What does that say about me? I don't know. You're a redheaded slut, baby. Yep, there we go. (laughs) Yep. Yep. So you guys know how Dracula ends, blah, blah, blah. Basically, the one thing that's really different about this one is Mina's, like, she's on Team Dracula. Like, she does not give two fucks about Dracula. Also, like, she kisses him when he's, uh, when like, he's old, ugliest. When he's dying, she, like, makes out with him when and he's, like, so, ugly. That's why I cried. Yeah, it was great. It was Love great. is truly blind. I don't think her, and, and, like, I remember Jonathan was like, no, no, let them go. They have work to finish now. Yeah. Yeah, so, so he, like, good. let them go. I don't... Do you think she got back together with Jonathan after that? Either, like, I hope I she doesn't have to go back to him. Jonathan and have normal vanilla She's sex for the rest the of her life. I would have just... You know what? I would have just been, like, I would have gotten that sorted up. I feel like Dracula would destroy other men for any women. Yeah. I what mean, do you think Dracula's, I... like, in bed? Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy, crazy stuff, right? Crazy stuff. Also, I was doing some pre-episode research last night at the bar that Maggie works at, and all this shit was, like, up on my computer screen, and it was, like, like, I had, like, things like scat play up on on my computer screen, because I was looking, I was Googling all the fucking paraphilias, and I, I, I am so sorry for anyone who I mean, if anything, I would have sat next to you and find it. like, like, what is this? This looks like a very interesting (laughs) person. I'm sure they have interesting stories to tell. Um, Okay, so I have a question for you. I love this. What's up? We are going to... (laughs) We are going to play a little game of Would You Rather. Oh. I am removing one option because we both obviously would choose to fuck Dracula. Absolutely. In any form. I'd fuck him in his fog form. Dude, be a bat. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Dracula um, vibrator, bat. Either way, okay, so would you rather uh-huh. have sex with a disembodied head or a tree? Head. Oh, I'm going for the head too, man. I would totally just choose the disembodied head over the tree any the tree day. Just I'm, I don't have a green thumb. I'm not a tree hugger. Thanks for spoiling my fucking joke earlier. <laughs> also, like, a tree? No, you would... I mean, hey, I wouldn't even save in the planet, though. That, I feel like I should say that. I'm not a... Yeah, we're, we love Earth. But we yeah. don't want to fuck it. Dude, I would be down with the head. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Between the choice, I would That's totally true. go for, like, a corpse head. Yeah. Splinters, man. Oh. Also, just like, I don't know, it's not as, it doesn't seem as fun. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Like, it's like, over, it would, you could just, you could also, like, grab the head, which I like, maybe. That would be fun. Oh, yeah. Plus, like, I, it would probably be really easy to direct since it's not attached to a body. Yeah, So you exactly. could just move it anywhere you, you want to. Oh my god! Can you make it eat your ass? I didn't even realize how much autonomy having sex with a disembodied head would give you. Yeah, a lot. Oh, whoa! That's what I'm saying. Like, they should have... Okay, maybe Reanimator was more feminist than we thought. I doubt it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, any final thoughts about these films? No, I mean, I liked them all. I liked them all. Liked them all. Yeah. But Dracula is my number one. Yeah. He's everyone's number one. Yeah. Fuck you, Edward Cullen. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Sex in the Cinema. You can find us on Instagram at Sex in the Cinema Pod. And also feel free to reach out to us on email at sexinthecinemapod at gmail.com. At some point, we're going to get our shit together to make a TikTok. Uh, Maggie will be handling that. And uh, thanks for listening and see you next time.